Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Carolyn, good afternoon. Hey, Al, how are you doing? Good. I apologize for the late uh, email today. Uh, Carolyn sent me an email and says, hey, uh, we okay for today? Uh, and uh, I said, yes, I'm just dealing with my poor, sick, aging dog. Oh, it's been a messy uh, day around here. I don't want to go Aww. into any details. But it's been a messy day, and, and Jackie is uh, lucky enough to be working on a on a movie right now that's uh, being filmed. And so I'm on my own, on my own trying to do the show and deal with poor Hershey. And so let's start with our pets. I was reading this week, Carolyn, that um, we treat our pets better than we treat ourselves, right? Which doesn't surprise me being a, a pet owner and a dog lover and an animal lover. But they also inspire us to take better care of ourselves because we want to be around for them. I, I mean, our our relationship, our love with our animals, I mean, some people take it to a crazy level, but they really are part of our family, aren't they? Well, let me just tell you, you know, I'm a therapist and I work with people who are experiencing some mental health challenges um, and no more so than now during the pandemic, right? Like life is really busy for us mental health folks. Um, and I am always really grateful when I have a family pet that can essentially be a co-therapist with me, because while I might say, would be really good for you to go and get a walk, um, they're going to say, yeah, I know it would, but whatever. But if they know the dog needs to go out for a walk, then they go and they take mm-hmm. the dog out for a walk. And it so happens that they also get around the block. Right. And so I am really glad when animals remind people about routine and about structure and about being good to them in a way that's also good about you. I think pets are great for people. And and then the other thing, just frankly, is every time you come in, um, I suspect your Hershey just goes bananas because he's just Mm. completely besotted with you, right? And I think if we can see ourselves through our pet's eyes, we can like ourselves a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. You've never been invited to one of my pity parties, and you don't want to be. Uh, invited to one of my pity parties, Carolyn. And I don't have them that often, but there are times when I have them. And I kind of feel like the mood on my show today is a little bit like a pity party. People are frustrated. They're angry. Um, you know, and I won't go into it again, but people that have been listening all afternoon will know what I what I mean when I say that. Um, we did get a plan, a reopening plan from Premier Pallister and, and Dr. Rusin today, and we've had reaction and we'll have more reaction. I want to get your thoughts on this because we've got targets, right? So we want to hit a certain number of vaccinations by a certain date this summer, and then we will get some freedoms. But the freedoms part is the vague part. It's not as specific as people would like. And I understand people being a little upset about that because, okay, you do this and do this, and then you'll get something. And it, it would be nice to, and I know why they're not being specific. It's a pandemic. We don't know exactly, uh, you know, what's going to be possible. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad there's a plan. People have wanted a plan. It's there. But uh, do you know what I'm getting at? The goals, the, the prize is unclear. Yes, and I, you know, I, I've been listening to your show on and off all afternoon. I, I've been hearing you kind of hold the anxiety and the pain of people who wish that we could open up faster and with more clear targets and expectations. Um, and I think it makes people, I think it's important to hold that anxiety and the pain and just name it because when we try to pretend it's okay, it just feels dishonest. Uh, and I think we need to recognize that it does create anxiety when you know, the scientists and the public health officials are just half a step ahead of us, and we don't quite know where this is going to go. And so on the one hand, I'm grateful that they're not making promises that they don't know if they can keep. 
But I remember when I was parenting my kids uh, and I would say, so this is the routine for the day. This is what's going to happen. And then this is going to happen. And then as that day rolled out, the day went so much smoother than if I didn't let them know what was happening. And they kind of got ambushed by things. They would have rather known about the hard stuff ahead of time than get ambushed by it because they could plan for it. They could expect it and they could learn to trust me and trust the world. And I think this is just a really hard time in all sorts of ways. And the uncertainty of it is just one more layer of hard. Yeah. It's funny you talk about kids because it's sort of, you know, when a kid says, well, we're going on a trip. Oh, great. We're excited about getting to where we're going. Um, and um, and the kids, how long? And you say two hours. And then, okay, well, then they sit back for a little while and they go, okay, two. It's almost like not telling you how long or not saying where we're going, right? It's it, I understand why. But it's difficult. Yeah, and I think we have to recognize that the the right answer isn't always the easy answer. Um, And we would much rather know certainty, but we also know that in places where they have provided certainty, they've often had to break their promises because there's so much about this uh, virus beast that we aren't aware of and that we don't know where it's going to go. And so... Uh, you know, I could hear the passion and the pain in some of the tapes that you played um, with the folks that were interviewed on Mackling and McGarry mm-hmm. this morning because, like, they, they want to know, right? They want to be able to know when they can start really paying their bills and providing for their family. Like, it's, 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 it's past desperate. I had a, a a psych professor on my show yesterday talking about the lottery, the vaccine lottery that was announced, and he says basically – the, this will work. Uh, people that are, are complaining about blood clots and other rare occurrences with a vaccine, they're the ones who will buy into the vaccine. So I or uh, the lottery. So I like this idea. What do you think? Any thoughts? Well, you know, I like to go to the science and we know the science says this will work. Um, people would rather if you say if you if I give you the vaccine, I'll give you five bucks. That's not much of a motivator. But if you say. I'll give you the vaccine and there's a possibility you might win a huge amount that we know that that actually has an impact. And in Ohio, vaccinations were declining by 25% before um, Governor Mike DeWine announced that there would be some people that would get a million dollars. And that downward slope turned into an upslope, 49% increase in vaccinations. Like it was crazy. Like, And it's fun and it's playful and people like there's an incentive and it creates rather than then getting the stick, you get the carrot. And a lot of us respond much better to carrots than to sticks. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I, I like the idea. It's going to be interesting to see if it, if it works. And I, I really hope it, it does work. Um, I'm going to focus more on this tomorrow because I do feel like I've been a bit of a, a Debbie Downer this afternoon a little bit. Uh, but tomorrow, boy, tomorrow we will be at the point where we're only one sleep away from being able once again to get a, to get together with some family and friends in, in outdoor uh, situations. And, boy, that's going to mean a lot for our mental health, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Like, woo-hoo, backyards, here we all come, right? We are going to be there. I think we have to pick up from our local restaurant and bring takeout. Uh, and we have to enjoy being with each other. Uh, we have been waiting and longing for this. And I personally am so excited for me. And I only know how people that are in such pain for missing the people that are important to them. To Yes, video, yes, phone, but there's something about being in the room with people or being outside with people that there's no replacement for it, and it's, this is going to be good. 
Mm-hmm. Um, one final thought here. I, I thought this was really interesting. I was reading a, a story today, and I don't know if you found it online because our communication has not been great today because of my dog who's not feeling well. But anyhow, um, singles are are there's they say that as we you know come out of this, the one night stand is is going to be uh, gone, or or if not gone, not as common because people are going to be looking for more intimate connections. That makes sense to me, doesn't it? Yeah, I think there there makes an intuitive sense as we had this time of people being apart. First of all, we've had a lot more time to think about what our values and our goals and how we want to live our lives and what that looks like, how we actually, when things open up, what it looks like to live in alignment with our values. But then secondly, I think people have had this chance, like there's viruses out there and you have to decide how close you want to get to people and that there's this extra layer right now of people, this richness in relationships where you are careful with who you let into your bubble and there's a richness when somebody's let into your bubble it means something and so I think people are understanding the value of meaningful relationships uh, and taking them more seriously and um, and I think that that as somebody who thinks that it's important to not just have acquaintances but to have relationships where you really share your heart where you're vulnerable where you have relationships of depth I'm all in favor of relationships that have more meaning to them, and I think this is a good thing. Carolyn, thank you very much. Thanks for uh, bearing with me today. I promise I'll be more on the ball next Thursday. Oh, and my heart's and my heart, prayers and thoughts for Hershey. Yeah, yeah, she's not she's not feeling very good. Thanks, Carolyn. I really appreciate it. Take care. Two forty three, Carolyn Classen from Connexus Counseling. Of course, uh, you should know that by now. ConnexusCounseling.ca. ConnexusCounseling.ca. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.